the future of sport is definitely female. And why I say this is because you see a lot of women that are coming to the fore. They're breaking the glass ceiling and they're doing wonders and they're doing that which they've been told that they can't do. Should I get to church to one of the ladies that are really, really, really seeing her place in the end of the days? She calls herself a servant to the sport and a servant for the sport. You get to chat to Nobile Gama today about exactly who she is, where she comes from, why she does the things that she does, and what sets her soul on fire. Nobile, very good morning and welcome to Conversations with Lucy. Thank you very much on this very cold <laughs> morning. Yep, Thank you. Freezing cold. It is ridiculous, but nonetheless, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you Thank so much. You. It's, all, it's only a pleasure. I mean, Mobile, you know, we, we live in a, in a very exciting time yeah. where, where we see women in sport doing amazing things. It doesn't matter whether it's soccer, whether it's cricket, whether it's rugby, uh, hockey. Women seem to be doing a lot of amazing stuff. We'll get to chat about that. Um, but I just need to understand who is Mobile, where are you from, and yeah. Yeah, so um, Mobile is um, a young lady born and bred in Deep Soweto. That's where I've lived all my life. Um, and uh, I'm just, uh, you know, just a very uh, laid back, chilled, passionate, you know, ambitious young lady who has had the privilege of being exposed to different, you know, opportunities. And I think I've just been able to identify those opportunities through my mentors, through my parents, through my family. And yeah, I've just been able to, you know, just, just run with it. You know, I'm one of those people that doesn't take much time to think about things. <laughs> you know, sometimes I actually, I land myself in so much trouble because then I'm trying to juggle so many things. Yeah. But, um, you know, um, if a door is just left open just a bit, I'm just going to enter into that door and I'm just going to run with it. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, so I mean, as a little girl growing up in Soweto, deep blue, um, what did you want to become? Um, I actually wanted to become a doctor. I have no, re I, didn't, I actually don't know why, you know, but it's still one of those things that I want to become. But I think as, as I've grown older, I think it's more a doctor in the academia sense of things. So not really, um, in, yeah, not really a medical doctor. Um, I actually, I never thought I'd end up in sports. Never, never, never. Um, I, I love sports. Um, I played any sports you can think of. But uh, I think if I was going to be in sports, I actually thought I was going to be like a professional athlete. Yeah. <laughs> <Which> is, <laughs> now that I think back to it, it's like, it's, it's crazy, yeah. right? But uh, yeah, I wanted to be a, become a doctor, yeah. Hmm. So, so at what point did, did the doctor switch go off? Uh, because I, mean, I wanted to become a lawyer at some point. And yeah. What was the yeah. <laughs> so how did that, when did that switch go off? Um, I, I don't remember that exact moment, but I knew that, uh, you know, in high school when I, I was playing sports, I always knew that there was, every time I played sports, there was just something inside of me, right? I just, I can never explain it till today. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you get to grade 11, 12, when you start making like career choices. And, you know, I just knew that I was never going to become a professional athlete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it, you know, so I just thought, you know, I started like investigating and exploring all that stuff. And I mean, 10 years, over 10 years ago, um, studying sports was not, you know, fashionable. Thing, yeah. It wasn't a thing. And I don't want to say it wasn't fashionable, but it wasn't like a, a viable um, career choice. Mm -hmm. And I was very good in accounting, those commercial subjects, I was, I was brilliant in those. And my teachers, and my, they were pushing me towards, you know, the commerce side of things. And uh, I was like, I told them, I was like, nope, I'm going to go study sports management. And 
all of them were like, uh, what are you going to become? Like a, a sports teacher. And, you know, <laughs> and that was, it was very difficult to try and convince them, you know. And even at the time, I didn't know where I was going to land up. But I just knew that, you know, this, I, I needed to be in the space. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, after a lot of trying to convince my parents, my teachers, you know, my first choice, well, their first choice yeah. for me was to go and study uh, pre-com finance. And my second choice was sports management. Okay. So I actually went to university and I studied uh, become finance, believe it or not. <laughs> I did, I did. And then in the first semester, so I did that in the first semester and I hated it. I remember sitting in a lecture, um, an accounting lecture, and I was like, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? And um, I found myself for the first time in my academic life, I was failing. Yeah, I was I was coming to class late. I was sitting in the back row, and I just I felt no interest in this thing. And um, towards the end of the first semester, um, my marks were terrible. They were horrific, um, and I was actually almost excluded because that's how bad I was doing. Okay. And I was like, okay, whoa, pause. I need to actually introspect first and then come up with like a plan of action of some sort and actually sit my parents down um, and you know just tell them about you know this, I'm, I'm changing completely I'm changing either I change or I'm gonna drop out mm. you know and I think I actually appreciate that about my parents um, they've been very active in my my entire life very active you know um, you, so I had to have like a proper plan of action I'm telling them, this is what I'm gonna do this is what I'm doing this is what I'm gonna do you know they're the type of parents that wanted to know okay cool when you make a decision have you you know thought about all the possible you know outcomes to this thing and eventually they they agreed because they saw that you know if they don't support me in this thing um then i'm gonna do it anyway <laughs> so that, that was going to be my next question yeah. about so i mean so so here you are have always been a great student right? yeah then then you move from 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 a schooling environment to a high level institution then you start to fail so clearly there was a, a cry for help right? yeah no definitely um, so my question was going to be so how then did your parents uh, support this decision of yours of saying okay i know you wanted me to do this thing but it's not working i want to do something else how was the support structure for you um so I think because I put together a very compelling case, right? Um, I think they then had no other choice but to support me in, in my decision. Um, and, and still at that point, we didn't know where sports was going to lead me. But I think they knew that I loved this thing. I loved it so much that they just had no choice but to support me, right? And I think it was one of those things where we'll cross that bridge when we get yeah. there. But for them, I don't think it was it was really um, too much of a mental shift because I was the type of child who'd get home and say, "Please, I, I want soccer boots. I'm going to go and play soccer. Yeah. Um, I, I want um, I want a new tennis racket because I want to go and play tennis." You know, so they knew that I really, really loved sports, and they were just like, "Okay, cool. Um, let's do this thing and let's see where it leads you." So you then leave the finance. Yes. Going to sports. What in sports? Um, so I studied sports management, so become sports management. So that was the, the, the compromise that we made. Because I, I then explained to them that it's, it's, it's a become at the end of the day. So I'm still going to do those commercial subjects, you know. I'm still going to do the accounting, the economics, the statistics side of things. And um, uh, one of my majors was business management. So I did tell them that, look, if things don't work out, I still have business management and industrial psychology as majors. 
So if things don't work out, then I can default to the yes. But I was determined to make it. <laughs> I was determined. I was like, no, this thing is going to work. Yeah. I don't, I don't care how, but it's going to work. And I think that's when I actually started understanding, you know, the whole aspect of like sports, you know, because they don't just teach you about the playing playing aspect of sports, you know. That there is a module to that, but you you, you take like a deep dive into like various aspects of sports, so sociology and sports, psychology and sports. Um, uh, human resources, uh, HR management in yeah. sports rather. Um, you know, like, it's just, just a whole lot of things. Um, and uh, I think I found myself, you know, wanting to unpack how sports actually works. And I think that's where I, I think I knew that I was in the right place. And uh, with, with all the, the bouquet of, of information that you have um, around the business of sport, because that's what I call it, it's, yeah. it's the business end of sport, right? Yeah. So, do you think in this country, in this continent and globally, we understand fully what this, what this business of sport is? I think we definitely do have an understanding, but we don't fully understand it, or we're not fully able to maximize and capitalize on the business of sports. Because at the end of the day, you're, you're very right, it is a business. And I think if we take a step back and we see how you know, sports has you know, evolved, I think that's when we'll start to fully understand, you know, uh, the commercial aspects of yeah. it. Because, um, you know, sports had moved from like an amateur thing where people just played it for fun and then people played it for entertainment. And then when we started to, you know, professionalize things and we pay salaries and, you know, players are able to make a living out of it. That's when you start to see that it's, it's, it's a business. Yeah. That's when sponsors come in. That's where the entertainment or the fan-tainment things come in. And you see how much it is able to contribute to an economy. Mm. That's when you start to realize that it's not just an entertainment thing. Yeah. You know, um, it's, it's a livelihood and it's, it's, it's something that can really, you know, take a country to, 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 to like, you know, greater heights, so to say. Mm. So, so then, then you finish higher learning. Yeah. Then you graduate and then, then you start working as a sponsorship manager uh, at one of the four biggest banks in the country. Um, so how, how, how did that transition come about for you and, and, and were you able to easily fit into, into, this, into this environment and really um, achieve what you wanted to achieve based on your love and passion for, for sports? Yeah, so, um, so if maybe I can take a step back. Okay. So after I did my undergrad, I did my honours um, in, in sports management and I think that's when we started to specialise in, um, it was a PCOM still, yeah. started to specialise in the commercial aspects of sports. Mm. Um, and one of my majors was sports marketing. And I think that's the, the, the area that I really gravitated towards. Um, and then after honours, um, UJ Sport actually gave me the, my first opportunity, right? Um, and I think looking back now, I think that was the best place for me to start. Yeah. Um, amateur sport is like the best place to like just put your finger in every single pie, learn everything um, at, a, at, a, at a, so to say, amateur development level. Yeah. Because um, essentially every professional uh, athlete and every professional in general started in amateur yeah. sports, right? So I took it as a learning curve for me, mm. and um, I, and I think I was I was also fortunate because university sports has like a professional aspect to yeah. things, right? Um, with the, the different varsity tournaments and the university tournaments, and um, I, I think I took it in my strides, and I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to learn as much as I can, mm. ask the right questions, and fail if I have to fail, but 
leave there knowing as much as I can yeah. about sports. Yeah. And um, so, uh, so I got exposed to the varsity tournaments and at that level also there's, the, there's a big sponsorship element to that. Mm. You know, I didn't fully understand it, but um, I always knew that there was different brands there. You know, I just didn't fully understand it, but I knew, you know, and um, you know, I engaged with as, as many people as I could and then um, I had a chat with my mentor. So I was in university sports for three years. Okay. I had a conversation with my mentor. My mentor was like, okay, cool. I feel like you're ready um, to, to step, on, step out into the, the big world, yeah. so to say. And he was like, um, okay, what, where do you see yourself? Or where do you want to go? And I said, I want to go to, into corporate sponsorships. Okay. And he was like, okay, cool, fair enough. Uh, and then we put a, we put together a plan of action. It's like, okay, cool. This is this is how I see your journey unfolding. Mm -hmm. um, and the next move for me was going to go into an agency. Okay. And I got into an agency, uh, a sports marketing agency. And I was like, okay, cool. Now I want to learn the corporate side of things without having to be in a corporate organization. Yeah. Got into um, the agency, and then I started to learn the intricacies of of, of sponsorships. Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, yeah. And I think for me that was the most exciting time because that's when you're also on the ground. You're still on the ground, you know. You you are you're still able to feel the sports. You know, you're still able to see the impact. You you're able to interact with the athletes. You're able to, you know, get the full experience of sponsorships in an agency. Um, but ultimately, I wanted to be in corporate sponsorships, yeah. right? Because um, that's where all the decisions are made. That's where the the the, the impact. You know, that's where you know that um, your decision is going to impact um, um, a sporting code or a team, essentially, the game, essentially. Um, yeah, and then I, 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 uh, I was able to, I was in the agency for 10, 11 months. The mandate was very clear. I knew I was going to an agency, mm. right? Um, and I didn't spend much time there because I felt like, okay, cool. I, I, I feel like I've, I've learned as much as I can in this space. Let me then go into um, a corporate uh, environment. And I was fortunate enough also to, to get that opportunity. And that's how I found myself. Well, I didn't find myself there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, yes, I worked myself there. You know, and it was a very clear plan. Um, and we were, uh, we, you know, we were very, we were very shocked with my mentor that it actually took a plan that was supposed to unfold unfold in three years. Actually, took like twelve months to unfold. So, and what would you say was the driving force? You know, to or what was the catalyst? You know, that that's better than the process. You know, that was supposed to be thirty-six months to take over um you know a lot of it was was internal a lot of it was knowing that i want to end up in a certain place um but a big part of it was the mentorship element to it very very important um this is someone that was very um experienced in the field not in sports but in a, like in a, a corporate environment and um um and as we're putting down the plan you know that the steps were very very clear he, he wasn't going to get me there um, he was just going to say, okay, he, he, he helped me draw out that plan. Mm. You know, having the experience, having walked a, a similar path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so that for me, that was the, 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 the biggest um, catalyst to everything. You, you've kept on touching on, on mentorship, mentorship, mentorship. You know, I think ever since the beginning of our conversation. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to overlook it. For some reason, I just <laughs> came back to it. Yeah. And let me speak about, so, so how important is mentorship in, in every aspect of my life? Whether, whether it's, in, it's in business, whether it's in, it's in sports, whether it's in family, environment, how, how important is mentorship? 
I think it's extremely important. Um, you know, just learning from people that have walked a, path, a similar path is very important. Um, I mean, those people are not going to impose their journey on you, but because they've, they've, they've got the experience, um, they're able to, you know, almost mitigate the, 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 the mistakes they have made, yeah. you know, and almost, you know, help you get there a bit easier, I suppose. But, but a lot of it, 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 it comes from you also. Because yeah. they, don't, they don't get you there. They definitely don't get you there. They guide you yeah. there. And, and everything else is on you. But mentorship is extremely important. Sure. Okay. So, so now, now here you are. What are supposed to be a three-year plan happened in 12 months. Um, so how ready were you? Because, because obviously when you start planning, yeah. you're thinking, okay, so I've got a year to do this, a yeah. year to do that, the third year to do this. So you almost jumped... The <laughs> so from being an infant yeah. to a fully grown adult in, yeah. in 12 months. So, so how prepared were you mentally and otherwise you know, to, to take on this, 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 this new you know, challenge that, that you were faced with that was supposed to happen in three years? Um, I felt ready, but uh, I think um, once I was in that environment, I realized that I, I don't feel completely ready, right? <laughs> Because, I mean, the end goal was to be in the, a position where you are impacting sports, essentially, and your decision kind of has like a, a ripple effect. And then I got there and I realized, whoa, this is a different monster, you know, a good monster, but it's a different monster. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I was, again, I'm very fortunate to have a manager who is understanding, understanding to the fact, to the point where... Um, he was just like, okay, cool, I see your development areas. We spoke about that. And uh, he was like, okay, take the first year to learn as much as you can about the corporate environment and also to enhance your sponsorship and your commercial skills. Um, and he suggested that I go into an international sponsorship uh, course. And I think that was um, also one of the, like, the best um, qualifications that I've ever done. Because that qualification is, is a specialized qualification that touches specifically on sponsorships. Okay. And the case studies are, are international. And you know, internationally, they're killing the sponsorships yeah. game. They're killing it, you know. And um, that's when I actually started to, you know, um, feel confident in my daily craft. Mm-hmm. Um, st- I'm still learning. I'm still learning a lot. Um, every day is like a, it's a, it's a new learning opportunity. But um, I'm feeling way more confident than when I started. <laughs> Way more, and um, yeah, and I, and I think I'm, 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 in, I'm definitely in the right space. I'm definitely in the right space. So, if, if, if you were to look into a crystal ball now and, and, and really picture yourself um, in the next five years or in the next ten years max, what does success look like? Um, uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd really like to say, um, you know, it's it's, it's more on a professional aspect, but I think success in the next five years, it's more on an individual um, um, level, you know. Um, I think I've had to grow up very quickly, and that I've obviously jumped a lot of um, personal development um, aspects. So I think the next five years, I really want to, as much as I'm, I still want to push my career, um, but uh, I think I, I really want to take a deep dive into who Mobile is, right? And I have a lot of blind spots that everyone, like, like everyone else. Yeah. And I think I really need to, 
to tap into those. Okay. Um, you know, um, just work on, you know, my leadership skills, you know, um, work on internal things, yeah. you know, internal things that you really, really overlook. And that's why I think we find people in their 50s, 60s who are in leadership positions and, you know, there's just something that just does not feel okay, yeah. you know. <laughs> Blind spots were never checked. Blind spots were never checked. So um, I think if I take the next five years to to ensure that you know I, I work on those on those skills, I work on you know the internal. I think that will make me not only a better person but a, a better leader, mm. you know, and just a better professional in, in in general. I mean, in my intro link, I spoke about you know how you know the future of sport is female and how we've seen women's sports growing. Especially in this country, you know, when you look at when you look at Banyana Banyana and, and, and the amount of players, yeah. you know, that have signed contracts abroad. Uh, when you look at um, the, 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 the cricket ladies, who are also doing amazing work. Yeah. Uh, when you when you when you love looking look into networks um, and how, uh, and I've mentioned these three sporting codes because none of them have got a professional league in this country. Yet we are able to produce some of the best players who go and play abroad and do amazingly well abroad. And also, you know, get to compete at global um, stages and, and not just add numbers, but do exceptionally well. With, with, with all of that in mind, what do you think we need to be doing as, 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 as people who are in, in the business sport, you know, to ensure that, one, we, 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 we create a culture of, of excellence, mm -hmm. create leagues for our women, and make sure that you know, we give them adequate support and platforms to be able to do what they do. Yeah, so I think uh, I think it's uh, that's a brilliant qu question. Um, I think we are definitely headed in the right direction as women's sports. Mm. Um, you know, it's 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 very easy to take stock of what we don't have yeah. and what is going wrong, but we don't often um, you know take stock of what is going right, yeah. right? And that's what we should really celebrate. Um, I think the. There's, there's, there's merit in being on the, on the back foot yeah. because we've got a lot of learnings to, to kind of, you know, learn from and to mitigate and almost jump over those, mm. right? So I think um, we definitely, we, we headed in the right direction. Um, but um, having said that, there's a lot more that we can do. And I think the more conversations we have about, you know, where we are as women's foot, uh, women's sports, rather, um, <laughs> as women's sports, yeah. I think that's when we we, we start to put, put together like practical solutions, yeah. right? And it doesn't just stop at a conversation level. Um, but uh, I think um, um, we, like, I, I, I think I, I take like a very optimistic view on, yeah. on, on, on women's, uh, women's sport, um, you know, um, but at, at this point, I think um, broadcasters need to come on board, you know, they, they you know, they, 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 they are showing like a keenness to help, mm. but they, I think they, there's more that they can do. Okay. Um, corporates, corporates, um, I think are going to play a, a very crucial role in, in taking women's sports to the next level. Mm. Um, and it just, it's going to take... Um, you know, someone within to make a very bold decision to say, yes, we're in an infant stage, yeah. um, but 
let's let's take the time to put in the resources into this thing and grow with it mm-hmm. you know it's not going to be like a, a a well-established property that is going to make you the returns that you you, you want immediately Overnight, yeah. it's it's, it's going to be something that we're going to have to take and we're going to have to nurture it and we're going to have to really walk this journey um with with the with women's sport i mean if you look at um um, um what Cecil has done with with football yeah, yeah. You know, they they, they they took it and they were like, okay, let's walk this journey with them. Yeah. You know, and it's been like, I mean, I think it's been like 12 years. And that's, and only after 12 years have they been able to then see, you know, the... Some, some of their returns. Yeah, some of their returns. So I think it's, 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 a, it's for, for women's sports, it's going to be like, it's one of those long-term um, things that, approaches that we're going to have to take. Um, but I think in the background, women are, they, they're doing their work, they're doing their due diligence, yeah. you know, they're going to school, they are learning as much as they can learn, you know, and I think in the next five, ten years, we're definitely going to see, like, good improvements. Mm. Yeah. Look, I need to ask you a very, and I'll put it an unfair question, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll justify why it's an unfair question, that... I mean, I've, I've been privileged enough to work on both ends of, of the spectrum. So I've worked in male sports and female sports. And I've seen how women athletes are almost like all-rounders. Because yeah. they go to school, mm-hmm. they've got day jobs, and they still do sports all in one. Whereas the male counterparts wake up in the morning and they go play sport. Yeah. And, that's, and that's that, yeah. Right? So, so, so with, that, with that being said, and I'm not trying to compare people here, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying... Do you really think, do you then think, based on the fact that women athletes are almost all-rounded, that makes them a complete package than their male counterparts because they've got a, a qualification to say this is what I do. They wake up in the morning, they go to a job, and then pay them a salary, and then they still get to play sport. And what started off as a hobby is now tending to something that they can earn a living on. So do, do you think that that makes them well-rounded than yeah. Without comparing. Without comparing, yeah. yeah. So I think that, and that's one of the, the, the good things that we should take stock of, yeah. you know. And there's two ways of looking at this at, at this, this picture, right? Mm-hmm. You could, one could say that it's very unfair that women have to go through so much, you know. Um, to go into school, then go to a job and then, you know, um, come play sports. Whereas the males obviously are just playing their sports. Mm-hmm. But I think as, as women, I think we should look look at that as it's, a, it's an advantage for us. Okay. It's an advantage because um, at the end of the day, we all know that sports is a very short-lived career. And, um, you know, you've got maybe 10 years to, to make your impact and then you're out of the system, yeah. you know. And after those 10 years, you're not still sitting back and you're like, oh, what am I going to do? What can I do? You already know you've got a plan B and a plan C to fall back on. You know, so I think um, I think that's that's a big advantage. That is a massive advantage. If you look at Amanda Lamini at the moment, yeah. she went she went through the university system. She got a qualification. She was able to play professionally, and she's a, a sports broadcaster. You know, um, or sportscaster rather. And you know, like whereas someone who like whereas a male who's in the same age group as she is in, you know. <laughs> he's probably sitting back and he's like, oh my what goodness, am what am I going to do next? And for her, it's already, it's in her path. Yeah. It's in her career path, mm. you know? So, I mean, I think that's, that's another good story to tell, you know? And, um, and I think as, as, as women, that's the way, the way we should continue to, 
to to um position sports for women yeah. you know um um, I love the, the aspect of being a, well, a fully rounded individual. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's unfair. I think it's something that should be, you know, encouraged. It should be encouraged, you know. I, 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 I like the whole um, notion of being a student athlete. Yeah. I love that. And I love the fact that, you know, you, you actually have a choice. Mm. You have a choice at the end of the day. Because if you don't then become a, 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 a professional athlete, then you know that you've got a, a something, something else, to yeah. fall back on, you know. Um, but with having said that, it does take uh, its toll on um, um, on the woman athletes. Mm. It does take its toll because w- when you're supposed to be, you know, focusing fully on being in the game, you know, you're probably thinking, oh, I've got an assignment, mm. or, oh, I need to do this, and oh, I need to do that. But um, I think I think it's 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 a it's a great thing for women, to be honest. So, so I've read a couple of notes here, yeah. um, which, which I uh, found, found very intriguing. So a couple of years ago, um, G-Sport, which is one of the, the leading um, sport, women's sport platforms that we have in this country, um, classified you as South Africa's next sports. What are your take on that? What do you view on Yeah, I you mean... Do it's sport on? Do you think they're on the money? Yeah, I think they're definitely <laughs> on the money. <laughs> Remember this face. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if you, I don't want to get like uh, very uh, academic about this, but if you unpack the the whole um, definition of a leader, mm. I think I, I fit that completely. Okay. You know, and I think I've taken the time, and I'm still taking the time, and that's why I say for me, success. Um, is, is an individual thing yeah. at the moment because I am taking the time to learning as much about myself and learning as much about the the, the industry as pos- as much as possible mm. to ensure that in the next few years that I am I'm ready I'm ready for you know this assignment that lies ahead of me mm-hmm. you know and I'm a big believer in putting out the right kind of energy and in speaking things into existence. Yeah. You know, and I, and I really, I believe that notion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. So, I mean, you, you, you've played every kind of sport that, that one can think of as a, as a child. Yeah. You have gone into, in, into varsity and, and, and studied, you know, the business of sport. You've been involved in, in sport, you know, at, a, at an agency level, at a, at a corporate level. Um, you've been involved with, with, with sports, uh, with women athletes, you know, um, personal and, and also professionally. Um, so, so now that you know all that you know, now that you've seen all that you've seen, um, what still lies ahead for you as a person? Yeah, uh, I think the more I know, the more <laughs> I know that I need to know more. Okay. Um, <laughs> but for me, what lies ahead, um, I definitely want to get that that doctorate. Okay. Um, I, I really want to to contribute to the to the the. the to the to the commercial aspect of, of sports from an academia level, okay. I think I, I, I'm a, I'm a big advocate for 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 education. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I that's what lies ahead for me. One of the things um, I definitely want to get an understanding into federations. 
So that's the one place I haven't been in. So federations. Um, um, and one specific federation that I want to get into is the NBA. Okay. Um, I think the way that the NBA has packaged its whole product, to me, I think it's very intriguing. You know, they've got their own association, they've got the product, they've got the woman's product, and then they've got the different channels to this thing. They've got a whole ecosystem mm. that they've created that just feeds into each other. So essentially, there's this cycle that's happening whereas you know with um, other sports or other um, federations you know they still have to tap into other ecosystems of which is nothing wrong with that um, but I'm very intrigued how they've been able to do this thing like this product is amazing. <laughs> and is that one of the reasons why then you ended up in Rwanda um, recently yeah. for, for, um, for NBA yeah, it definitely was. Um, I think one thing that um, I have taken the time into is, um, you know, learning as much as I can, right? And I'm not waiting for that handout. I'm not waiting for someone to say, here's the opportunity. I'm using my own resources and I'm, my own time and everything. And I'm like, I'm going to go and experience this thing and I'm going to learn as much as I can. You know, and I was so intrigued that, you know, um, while the BAL was happening, uh, the NBA was happening also on ESPN, and as you were flicking through the channels, and they were, I think they were just next to each other, the products were very similar. You actually couldn't tell what you were actually watching. So again, for me, that's a very intriguing thing, right? Um, imagine if there's a CAF and a FIFA tournament happening at the same time, and you're able to flick through it, and, you, and it looks exactly the same, you know? Um, and for me, that's the thing that's just playing in the back of my mind and I think if a WNBA game was playing as well it would look Probably like the same, yeah. the same thing the same um, the same quality the same branding you know the same layout the, like the quality I just was mind blown <laughs> <laughs> you know and even the experience to this thing I was like I was mind blown that in, in COVID times that you're able to put on such a spectacle you know the COVID protocols were out of this world and for me, I was able to come back home and say, but how come an Af another African country is able to, you know, um, be able to achieve something? But whereas we are not even allowed, you know, spectators, you know, in stadiums, yeah. you know, are, are we not being proactive enough? Uh, and, and you know what, I fully understand that our numbers are obviously different yeah, to Rwanda. But is it that we're not being proactive enough? Uh, are we just taking the easy way out to this thing, saying our numbers are crazy, it's COVID times, so stay at home. So stay at home. Okay. You know? <laughs> and for me, that's like a, it's a very lost opportunity commercially. You know, it's a very lost opportunity for, for um, spectators. Because after such a long time of not being in stadiums, um, are they still going, is there still going to be appetite for people to go back into, okay. you know? Um, or, or, or will that appetite be very short-lived? So for me, there's a lot of things going in the back of my mind. And I don't, as much as I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lover of sports and I'm a, I'm a spectator, I don't just go to games and I just don't watch um, games for the sake of watching it. I'm looking at so many different things, you know. I'm looking at how the LED boards are rotating. I'm looking at, you know, the, the branding placement. I'm looking at, you know, so You're many things. I'm, I am, yeah. Yeah. And as we wrap up, if, if you were to stand in front of the mirror and see a 13 year old, you, what would you tell yourself? Uh, dream big. <laughs> dream 
big. Anything is possible, you know. Don't let them tell you that you can't do something. You know, don't let them tell you that you don't know anything. Don't let them tell you that this is a space for a certain person. You know, um, I think um, just just dream big, believe in yourself. I mean, it's difficult as a 13-year-old because yeah. you're still trying to discover yourself. You're still learning about yourself. But also, don't be too hard on yourself, you know. Um, and uh, as much as, you know, life is serious, but don't take it so seriously, you know. And, you know, have fun. Be young. Um, learn, fail, fall, get up, and continue. Nobile, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've, I've learned a lot from you. I found my new balance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right on cue. <laughs> so, so may your star continue to shine. Um, may, may you live out your name. May you continue to conquer whatever challenge that you face. May you, able, may you continue to conquer whatever dream that you have. Um, and I wish you nothing but the best. Um, the future of sport is definitely in the right hands. Women's sport is in the right direction with, with people that are in the forefront of it. And, 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 I, and I wish you nothing but the best of success. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, this was conversation with Lucy, and I guess what you did was Mumuti Lea Gama, one of the most amazing and inspirational women that we have in this country. Definitely the sport, the, the, future, the future of women's sport is in the right hands. Uh, let's do it again next week. Uh, it's conversation with Lucy on YouTube and Spotify. It's Lucy Gaza. Good night.